Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, we can do a little bit of that. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many are thankful to be in God's house on a Thursday night? God's good. <laughs> God's been so good to me. I cannot tell it all. Now, you can be seated for just a moment. I know some of you looking at me like I'm crazy. Uh, some of you don't know who I am. And um, I know a lot of you guys because I've met a lot of you at Revolution. And I want to say what an incredible group of young people that you have. Thank you. Somebody believes that. Praise God. Hallelujah. With all the things that's vying for young people's attention, there are some young people that are steadfast. Praise God. So I got to meet a lot of them, and uh, it was an honor and a privilege to be there at Revolution. Uh, a lot of capable men have stood behind that desk, and um, God helped us that night. I believe God's going to help us again tonight. Now, I'm going to tell you, some of you don't know who I am, so I'm going to just tell you a little bit about myself. I like to smile. And some of you have not smiled since you stepped in the building tonight. So we're going to do something to just break the ice real quick. On the count of three, I want everybody just to smile, okay? Now, I know some of you had a rough day at work today. You were arguing with your husband on the way here. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to put all that behind us. And we're just going to smile real quick. Everybody ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Some of you still didn't smile. I'll let, I'll let your pastor handle that. Praise God. So I just believe that smiling is just okay. It's good to have a good time in the presence of God. Praise God. So I give honor to your pastor, Pastor Copeland, for allowing me to be here tonight. Uh, uh, I have been in California for the last two weeks and today was a very special day because I got to see my family for the first time in two weeks it was way too long so I'm glad my family's here and I love my wife love my two boys my youngest boy Jaden is a worshiper that's why he wanted to come stand by daddy because he wanted to come down here and shout and worship and all that good stuff but I, I do feel like the Lord has brought me here with a mission tonight um, if you will give me, lend me your ears and your hearts for just a few moments, I believe the Lord is going to help us here tonight. How many of you believe that? The Lord's going to help us. Is it okay if I tell a story real quick before I get into my message? Is that okay? Story time with Brother Jones, is that okay? <laughs> well, I was getting ready to get on the airport and, um, I had not checked my bag in and I had just bought a brand new bottle of the Polo Red cologne and I uh, did not check my bag in so I'm going through the security line and it goes through the scanner and they take my bag out and I think oh man the part that I left out was I was running late I had to get there in a hurry and uh, this lady, she says, sir, we got to check your bag real quick. Uh, I said, okay. I said, I'm, I'm in a rush, so 
You know, if you can make it as quick as possible. She said, yes, sir, I will. So she starts going through my bag and she noticed this big bottle of the Polo Red Cologne. Now, remember, I just bought it. And she says, sir, if you want to go, you got to leave this behind you. I said, I said, there's no way I can take it with me. I just bought it. My wife likes it. No, you got to leave it with me. I got to throw it away. But I knew there was a place that I had to go. And I wasn't willing to allow that expensive cologne to keep me from where I was supposed to be. I've come to tell somebody in this building tonight, don't allow anything from your past to keep you from where God is calling you to be. God, I hear you calling me a little bit further. And God, no relationship, no things in my past, no mess-ups, no hang-ups are going to keep me from where you desire for me to be. I just feel that God's going to help us tonight. And I believe God's going to call some people tonight. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, I'd like to turn your attention. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. I give honor to all the saints of God. Thank you for being here tonight. Man, what a crowd on midweek. This is beautiful. If you look around, there's not much room left in this sanctuary. God is doing mighty things, mighty things. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22. If you're there, say amen. If you're not, say hold up, player. (laughs) Some of you are going to catch on real quick. Real quick. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. And to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening, when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. They cried out for fear. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've had a burden for this service the last few days. And I know God has sent me with a word for some people in this building. I want to preach to you from this topic, even in my darkness even in my darkness. I feel the help of the Lord already in this building right now. Why don't we lift our hands and let's all begin to lift up our voice and begin to pray. God, we need you in this building here tonight. God, we need you to help us here tonight. 
God, we need you to touch us and lead us and direct us and guide us. God, we need the touch of the Holy Ghost in this building. God, I don't want to go any further. God, if you're not in this, God, uh, I want you to be in this, God. I want there to be a demonstration of your power tonight, God. Uh, leave us, oh God, uh, in a different way than we came in this building here tonight. Uh, we'll give you all the praise and all the glory for it, God. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. You can be seated, presence of the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. Even in my darkness. Now, is it okay if I get down here? Is it okay? If I walk down here? Praise God. Hallelujah. I like to be close to everybody. And I make a pact with you. If I get down here close to you, I will not spit on you. <laughs> but I, there's just some people that have this mindset that when you come live for God, that everything's a roses. Everything's good in life. That you don't have any issues. That you don't have any problems. That hell doesn't come against you anymore because I got the Holy Ghost. Mm. I don't know who lied to you. But I remember there was an individual that just started coming to church and they were really struggling because they said, you know, when I was out in the world, I didn't fight this bad. Guess why? Because the devil's not going to fight somebody he already has. Uh, and so we come into this mindset and this idea that when we give our lives to God, that everything's going to be good, that we're not going to have any issues, we're not going to have financial difficulties, we're not going to have anything that comes against us. Everything's good. No, that's not the case. When we surrender ourselves to God and we allow God to come through us and live in us, something happens. There's a target on our backs. But anytime we go through a dark season, anytime we go through a season where it seems like God is nowhere to be found, you can reassure yourself that God is with you. But there are times we go through seasons where it doesn't feel like he's near. Oh, I feel like preaching tonight. There, we go through seasons sometimes where we're, we're, we're in a fog, a spiritual fog where we're trying to figure out God. How are you going to work this in my favor? How are you going to work this for good? How are you going to work this out for my family? How are you going to work this out for me? God, I've given financially. I've given out of my abundance. God, I've sacrificed. And all I've got to show for it is I'm struggling. All I've got to show for it is my young people are struggling in my house. Oh, God. All I've got to show for it is the young man doesn't want to come to church anymore. That he's gotten in a relationship. Now he doesn't want to come anymore. And then all of a sudden we start questioning, God, do you even care about where I am? I feel the help of God on me right now. Do, do you even care that I'm struggling right now? Do you even care that I'm struggling in my mind? Do you even care that I'm dealing with all these things? And there are times that we get in seasons in our lives where God's voice is absent. His voice, he's not talking to us like he used to. And we start wondering, God, where are you? Uh, where are you? 
do you love me still? Is there something wrong with me? Have I done something to make you mad? Uh, this, these two words, as I was on the plane on the way here, and while I was driving, and as we were getting ready, there were two words that kept reverberating in my spirit. is why God? Why God? Why God? Why God? Why? Why? It doesn't make sense. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why, God? Well, I've got a question. I've got a statement to make here tonight. That if you've ever asked the question why, you're in good company. Because even Jesus himself asked the question, why? Sometimes we go through seasons where we say, God, why am I the one that gets to go through this? Why am I the one that has to deal with all these issues? Why am I the one that's feeling like I'm about to lose my mind? Why me? Of all people. I shouldn't have to go through this. I've done all good. I've done everything right. I've kept myself till marriage. But why am I going through this? Why me? If this is what favor feels like, I don't want it. If this is what living for God feels like, I just think I'll backslide. If this is what it's all about, I don't remember reading this in the manual having to deal with all this (laughs) because if you've never been in one of those dark seasons you better hold on because you will go through one you will go through a season where you just don't know God I don't know where I'm going I don't know what's going on and I don't know where you're at and I'm telling you just based off what I've been feeling at different churches I've been at that people come into church with a good face on it. How you doing, brother? I'm, I'm good. I got the victory. And they go home and they start crying. God, I need help. But they don't realize that God gave them a church body. God gave them brothers and sisters to help lift them up in tough times. Uh, we don't have to fake it till we make it all the time. Sometimes we can be honest and say, I'm struggling even to make it to church. Uh, but can you pray for me? Can you help me? Can you guide me? Pentecostals, I promise you, Pentecostals are the world's worst at lying. How you doing, Bubba? You got the victory? Yes, sure do. Are you struggling with anything? No, sir. Because we want to put a good face on it. But we've all gone through times and trials and situations where we don't know where God is. But the Bible says that his ways are above our ways and his thoughts above our thoughts if we're trying to figure God out we'll never figure him out we don't I don't know why Job had to go through all the things Job went through but there was there was something God was trying to do in that season there was something God was trying to do for Job but why me why Job he's perfect why God why my family Why am I struggling? I'm telling you what's happening is that the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, 
It's the wearing out of the saints. Wearing us out. We're tired mentally. We're tired spiritually. We're tired emotionally. And some of you barely dragged in to church tonight. Maybe just maybe a word will be spoken to kind of help me hold on just a little while longer. We see here in our text tonight that it's the famous story of Jesus and his disciples, but at the beginning of this chapter, we see that God performs a miracle with the five barley loaves and two small fishes. And at this moment in time, Jesus is sending the multitude away because it was the teacher's job to send the multitude away. And while he's sending the multitude away, God, Jesus has a plan for what he's about to do. But he doesn't reveal it to his chosen people. He doesn't reveal it to his disciples. The Bible says that he strongly compels. He constrains. He almost forces. Come on. Come on. Get in the boat. Get in the boat. Get in the boat. Get in the boat. But God, why, why am I getting in the boat? Just do what I tell you to do. Just do what I tell you to do. Just get in the boat. Okay. So they get into the boat. They get into the boat. The Bible says that when the evening was come, Jesus goes into a mountain apart to pray. Now, this is what happens, that while he's sending the multitudes away and while the disciples are being obedient to Jesus, they enter into a storm where the wind starts blowing, the waves are contrary. What do you do when you get in seasons in your life where all you've done is obey God and the only thing you have to show for it is you're in a storm. Everything is surrounding you. Everything is opposing. Everything that you do. And you haven't done anything wrong. I wonder. And when, oh, I feel God trying to reach for somebody right now. I wonder what the conversation. I'm going to preach from the KJV tonight, okay? Kerry Jones version. But I'm going to stay in the word. <laughs> I just wonder as there, the Bible says in Mark chapter 6 that they were toiling and rowing. I just wonder what the conversation was like when it started getting dark and the wind started blowing and the waves started pushing against them. I wonder if it sounded maybe just a little bit like this in the boat. Are you sure Jesus told us to do this? I'm starting to question I'm starting to question if he even called me to do this. Because sometimes in dark seasons, you better be careful who you surround yourself with. You better be careful the voices you start listening to. Because when Jesus' voice is absent, you better be careful of the voices that start showing up. And sometimes they'll show up in the form of a friend. Job! You must have did something wrong, boy. Something wrong with you. With friends like that. His own wife. Curse God and die. You done messed up somewhere. But what do you do when you've done nothing wrong? What did I do to deserve this? I've done nothing wrong. Huh. So I can see is the frustration. Voices start picking up in the storm and they're wondering, Jesus, where are you in the middle of all of this? 
But the Bible says in Mark chapter 6 that Jesus saw them toiling and rowing. He saw them working. He saw them struggling. But this is what we got to understand. That even when I can't see him, he can see me. It doesn't matter how dark the situation is. It doesn't matter how dire the trial is. That even when I can't see him, he can see me. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth. If he'll keep his eye on the sparrow, how much more will he keep his eyes on you? Mama, you better hear me right now. God's got his eyes on you, mama. He saw them. He saw them working. He saw them getting up early to pray when they didn't feel like praying. He saw them fasting when they didn't feel like fasting. He saw all of this. But yet he does not speak. What do you do when you go through seasons of silence, Abraham? Abraham went 13 years without God speaking. You know what you do when God's not speaking? Some of you missed it. Let's go back. Rewind. What do we do when he stops speaking? I keep walking. Even when I'm not sure the direction, I'm going to keep walking. Because when I stop, when I stop, I'm somebody better hear me right now. When I stop walking, it's dangerous. When I stop living, when I stop living for God, when I stop praying, when I stop fasting, that's when danger sets in. I can't stop. Don't stop before God gives you everything you've been praying for. You can't stop right now. You got to stay steadfast. You know, I'm telling the mama, you got to stay steadfast. Brother Jones, I don't see him in this. I don't see how he could be working for me. I don't, I don't see how all of this is going to pan out. That's why the Bible says that he works from the end, from the end to the beginning. He already is, is in your tomorrow. But the problem is we're in our today and we're stuck in our today. And we're so busy trying to figure out how God is going to work this out. Last time I checked, Jesus didn't break a sweat trying to figure out how he's going to get you out of this. Oh, dear God. Billy Bob is struggling. I know your name's not Billy Bob, but just go with me. Billy Bob's struggling. Oh, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. You keep walking. You keep walking, Abraham. You keep walking because I made a promise to you, boy, that there's something coming out of you. There's a seed coming out of you, and it's coming through Sarah, but you got to keep walking. You can't stop walking. I'm telling somebody, I feel to stop here for just a moment. You can't stop praying. I'm telling somebody in this building that when you don't understand things, you cannot stop. You can't stop praying. But, but Brother Jones, God ain't been speaking. God ain't been saying that. God ain't been answering my prayers. You don't stop. You can't stop. 
Oh, God. Toiling and rowing. Jesus saw them when they couldn't see him. All they've done was been obedient to God. And the Bible says, y'all ready for this? The Bible says that the boat, the boat was tossed with waves. But I'm about to lose my mind right now. The boat was tossed with waves for the wind was contrary. But the Bible says that in the fourth watch of the night, in the darkest part of the day, Jesus shows up walking. No, no, no. Some of you missed it. Rewind. The boat was tossed with waves, but Jesus showed up walking. Notice the Bible didn't say Jesus showed up stumbling. Because what moves me does not move him. Jesus showed up in the midst of the storm, walking on the water. He showed strength. He showed power. Because what moves me does not move him. Somebody better hear me in this building tonight. God knows what you've been dealing with. And he's showing up with strength. He's showing up with power. But can you hold on till he shows up? Can you hold on till he shows up? What's that song? Old school song. He may not come when you want Oh, let's try that again. We about to go old school tonight, y'all. He may not come when you But he'll be there. Notice that song does not say, in my time. They've probably been rowing for some hours by now. They're probably tired like I'm tired right now. Too much Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, God. Probably tired, wore out, weary from the battle of just trying to make it. Oh, God. So what do you do when you get in situations where it's dark, his voice is absent, and you feel forsaken? I keep walking, keep rowing, right? But let me tell you this. There was something else that the disciples were dealing with. Go with me, y'all. They're rowing. And the wind and the waves are opposing. So what happens to your muscles when you're in seasons where you're constantly pushing? Fatigue. And there's some weary saints in this building right now. That you're just tired of fighting. It would just be easier, Pastor Copeland, just to come to church on Sunday mornings. I work all through the week. I'm tired. I done put a lot of hours in this week. I just want to give up because it'd be a lot easier. I wouldn't have to fight as much. I wouldn't be so tired. I'll just give up. Be careful the voices you start listening to that just say, hey, I got a remedy for this. Just quit. Hey, guess what, girls? You don't have to keep your purity. Just quit. Just quit. You, girl, 
<laughs> we about to cut up tonight. Girl, you still single. Just quit. You can be promiscuous and find somebody faster. But you better be careful when you've been praying for a mate and he hasn't showed up yet. Because not every door that's open to us is open by God. Because let me tell you, there may be some doors open to us that we can't handle what's on the other side. God knows and God will open it in his timing. But we got to be careful that we don't do what Abraham and Sarah did. That we try to do it in our flesh. Take my handmaid Hagar and we're going to do it our own way. just better be careful when you try to rush God's timing. When you try to Oh, Brother Copeland, I'm trying to be careful right now. Just be careful the DMs you start accepting when you're lonely. Be careful the people all of a sudden when you start praying, God, send me a man. Send me a woman. And then you know who shows up? The one who don't pray. The one that never comes to pre-service prayer. No, 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 devil. The devil is alive. I'm going to wait for the right one. I'm going to wait for the right one because I know value in myself. I'm valuable to God. I'm valuable to him. When I understand my value, I hope I'm doing okay tonight. That's the preacher right there. When I understand my value, I will not cheapen myself. Am I okay, Brother Copeland? Am I okay? I'm tell, I feel this for some of you young ladies right now. You got to understand your worth. You got to understand your value. Because when Mr. Joe Smo show up and, and try to tell you how valuable, uh-uh. I'm the daughter. I'm the daughter of a king. I've got value. I'm not cheapening myself. I'm keeping myself for my husband. I'm keeping myself. You better hear me. The devil is a liar. He's a father of lies. You are valuable. You are worth something. Ah. You are valuable. You are worth something. This fight is worth fighting for. I'm not about to give up. I'm not about to give up. Not, it's good to see you. I get ADD sometimes. I'm sorry. But I'm not about to give up before God shows up. My story. And Jesus shows up. Now listen, y'all. This KJV comes in right here. When Jesus walked on the water, I don't think he just showed up walking any type of way. I think he wasn't even worried. <laughs> I 
showed up walking on the water. But when he showed up, he showed up in the fourth watch of the night, which is in the darkest part of the night. But listen, but when he showed up, <laughs> he brought the dawning of a new day. Because commentators believe that that time is between 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And while he was showing up, it was the dawning of a new day. Weeping may endure for a night, but there is something for sure. Joy is coming in the... But in order to get to the morning, in order to get to the morning, I must hold on through the night. I must hold on through the darkness. I must hold on when I don't know where he is. I must hold on. Because even in my darkness, even in my darkness, can you put the rest of my title up there? Even in my darkness. He's still moving. Even in my darkness where I don't know where he is, he's still moving. Even when I don't see him working. See, a lot of us, we won't transition. God, I won't transition. I want to go deeper. I want to go further. I want to go higher. But you can never go through a transition without darkness. Hold on. I'll prove it to you. Thursday night would have never came without Wednesday night. There had to be the transition of night today. Some of us have been asking God, God, I want to go deeper. And God said, okay. I'm going to take you deeper. But it may come in the form of darkness where you're just going to have to trust him. Jesus, I don't know what you're doing right now. But I trust you. I trust you in this season. God didn't make a mistake when he called you, young man. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. But things aren't opening up like that. I thought they would. God does not make a mistake. <coughs> Even in my darkness, he's still Fourth watch of the night, he shows up walking on the water. And the Bible says that they cry out for fear. Fear has a voice. And some of us have given more of our energy to the things that we cannot see and the things we do not feel than standing on the word. Because listen, you're going to, somebody better, I tell you, I feel it so strong tonight. You got to understand that when you start going through storms, you're not, sometimes you're not going to feel anything. You come to church, you don't feel the goosebumps like everybody else does. You don't cry like everybody else does. God, why can't I feel you? When I go through seasons, when I can't feel him, I must go off of facts. The fact is that his word says he will never leave us, nor forsake us I know mama it feels like you're forsaken in this season but when you can't feel when, you, when your emotions are all 
fall out of whack, you've got to go back to the Word and stand on the Word. And the Word says uh, that He will never leave you nor forsake you. Even in my darkness, He's still moving. He's still working. Even when I don't see it, He's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. He never stops working. Some of you have prayed for the exact season you're in. But it didn't come in the form you thought it would. I want a name change, God. All right. I'm going to give you a name change. But you're going to wrestle through the night. You're going to wrestle through the night in the darkness. But once you get done, there's something notable going to be different about you. He walked with a limp. There was a notable difference when he got into the presence of God. But it came through darkness. Abram, I'm going to reaffirm that I... I'm going to do it through you. But you're going to have to fight off the birds through the darkness. We don't like darkness. And we think sometimes that darkness hinders God. Oh, it doesn't. He still moves throughout it. They cried out, fear had a voice. Now go with me, y'all. Y'all ready for this? KJV, all right? Y'all be seated. Y'all scaring me. <laughs> KJV, all right? I can see as they're rowing and Jesus shows up. Fourth watch of the night is real dark. That can't be Jesus. The devil must be bringing me through this. Because we blame the devil for everything. We get a flat tire, the devil did it. Your car burn up, the devil did it. No, you didn't put oil in your car. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Hey! Oh. I don't know what that is. It must be a spirit because it can't be Jesus in this. Now, everybody in your group, you always have this one person that if you tell them not to do something, they're going to do it anyways. Don't look at them right now. I feel conviction in the room. But <clears throat> I just believe that they were toiling and rowing. They were getting a little bit tired. And all of a sudden, big mouth Peter. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is out there, but y'all, hey, Bubba's, y'all just keep rowing. Hey, if it's you, bid me to come out there, bro. Don't you see us struggling? Of all times to ask to come out somewhere, Peter, don't you see what's surrounding us right now? It's so dark. Oh, it's getting so bad in the world. That's not the best time to do this right now. But just for Peter, I just believe the word wasn't enough. He, he, had to, he had to touch. He had to feel. He had to know that he knew. 
And so Jesus is out there walking on the water. And he says, I knew Peter, KJV. I knew Peter was going to say something. Come. All he had was a word. All he had was a word. He didn't have goosebumps. He probably didn't have a lot of emotion. He probably didn't feel a whole lot of stuff. All he had was a word. (laughs) Hashtag walking on the water. (laughs) And I can see as he starts getting a little comfortable with it. And the Bible says that when Peter saw the wind boisterous. Now listen, I'm not that smart. I think I'm a little bit smart. You don't see wind, but you do see the effects of the wind. We've all been there where we got in seasons where everything around us started affecting how we saw things. And it took our eyes off of the answer. The Bible says that he began to sink. Remember when I said fear has a voice? So does faith. Because Peter cried out. He lifted his voice. See, some of us, we've given more energy to the issue than believing God that he knows what he's doing. Mom, why are you doubting him? I feel like somebody's faith in this building has been shriveled up. I just, I believed him to do it before and he didn't do it. Why should I believe him this time? His ways are above our ways. I don't know why. But I can never allow the questions to interfere with the mission. Jesus asked the question why when he was on the cross. But he never allowed the question to interfere with his purpose. Nevertheless, not my will. I don't understand it all. I feel forsaken. But my mission was for this right here. Now, I got a question here tonight. Can you two help me? You two help me? Can't you stand right there? You stand right there. I like to picture the Bible, okay? But I'm going to stay in the Word. Now, my, my imagination just gets me wild just a little bit. As I'm picturing all of this of Peter walking on the water and Jesus walking towards the boat, my question is, How far did Peter make it out of the boat? Then my next question is, how far was Jesus from Peter when Peter cried out? The Bible doesn't say. But it's what I just believe. I just believe this. That it didn't matter the distance between the two. That Jesus' arm was willing to stretch as far as it had to for the cry. 
of somebody that was desperate. This storm has caused some of you to shut your mouth. And some of us don't even care anymore because we're to the point now, well, it's just going to be what it's going to be. I'm just going to die in this. It's always going to be this way. I've come to rebuke a lie of the voice that's been talking to some of you that it's always going to be this way. It's not always going to be this way. But sometimes we get lost in the timing of everything. When are you going to fix this? When are you going to do something about it? When, 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 when? My sons, they just, they talk so much. I got a four-year-old and a three-year-old. We were driving here from Atlanta, and they just, Daddy, where are we going? Daddy, where are we going? Daddy, where are we going? Where's Georgia? Where's Georgia? Who church are we going to? Where are we staying? Where's the hotel? Because it's in our human nature to ask questions. We want to know the why. What do you do when you get in seasons where there is no answer? The only answer is him. Because he is the answer. I saw someone on Instagram. It's so cool. The teacher is always the quietest in the middle of a test. The teacher is always the quietest in the middle of a test. I believe his arm was willing to stretch as far as it has to. You can be seated. Come help me. Now my question to you is, after he saved Peter, this is what I believe. I don't believe that Jesus let him go after that point. I believe that hand in hand, they walked back to the boat. Listen. I've got a question for everybody. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Who initiated this? It wasn't Jesus. It was Peter. Somebody better hear me right now. Who initiated this? It wasn't Jesus. It was Peter. Peter said, if it's you, bid me to come. The reason why he's even out there is because of a prayer request. And some of us don't even realize that God is literally trying to answer a prayer that you've been praying. You, some of you have asked God, I want to get closer to you. And God says, okay, but I must put you in a storm. Because hand in hand, I believe, they walked back to the boat. But sometimes, listen, sometimes we don't know what we're praying for. God, I want a ministry like Pastor Copeland. I want a ministry like Brother Ben Copeland, Brother Clark Copeland. I want this. But there's a prize. There's a prize to it. There are lonely seasons you have to go through. Somebody better hear me right now. God has allowed this lonely season for a reason. So you'll get closer to him. 
But sometimes in lonely seasons, we start seeking affirmation. When that God-ordained lonely season was to bring you to a place of, of prayer. If you could just learn to enjoy him as much as you're seeking. Somebody better hear me right now. This is what I feel. I'm almost done. I feel people are searching, but you're not seeking his hand. He wants to walk with you. Now, listen, I just, just as I'm picturing this story, I just wish I was a fly in that storm to hear maybe the conversation of Peter and Jesus. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, just maybe. The conversation maybe sounded like this. Peter, why did you doubt me? Have you not seen me do it before? Did you not see me provide for the 5,000 plus? Why do you think your situation is any different? If I can do it for another family, why can't I do it for yours? If I can do it for another young person, why can't I do it for you? But where did the storm stop? Did it stop right here? No! Peter's walking on the water. And the waves and the wind does not stop. It's still going on. But there's a reassurance. He's walking with me. I don't have to worry about it. Because he's walking with me. But where does the storm stop? Where does the wind stop? Where do the waves stop? The Bible says that when they step back in the boat, that it stopped. Where faith started is where the storm ended. But we got to understand something. That when he's quiet, I must go back to the first words that he spoke to me. There is another side. This is not always going to be this way. There's another side to this. I want us all to lift our hands right now. I really feel, I really feel God trying to speak to somebody in this building right now. I want us to lift our hands and pray. You, don't, you never know what somebody in this building may be dealing with right now. I'm telling somebody in this building, you are not forsaken. God has not forgotten you. You are... Even in my darkness, he's still moving. Even when I don't feel it. Even when it doesn't feel like he cares. He's there. Let's stand all over this house. Stand all over this house. God, you're going to have to help us tonight. You're going to have to help us tonight, Lord. I know this ain't for everybody. This ain't for everybody. But there's somebody in this building, the last 24 months has been all hell for you. Nothing but darkness. But there's an end to this. It's not always going to be this way. There's a song 
that I love. And when I go through tough seasons, because even preachers go through tough seasons, that I listen to, and every time I listen to it, it just reaffirms that, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I just trust you. It's a song called Firm Foundation. Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaking. There is something that I can stand on. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. This is what this service is all about tonight. Is God has come to strengthen some people. To just hold on. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. Do y'all know that song, Firm Foundation? So this is what we're going to do here tonight. I know this is not for everybody. I know. But there's some people in here, you've been going through it. Some of you even privately been going through it. God's going to strengthen you tonight. God's going to strengthen some of you with a resolve not to give up. So this is what we're going to do. This church is a family, I believe. I can feel it already. We're not going to judge anybody. But if you've been going through some things, you've been going through some dark trials, I want you to just lift your hand right now. Just lift your hand. My, my. Wow. Wow. The beautiful thing about God is he knows exactly where you're at. This is what I want us to do. I know there's people in the balcony. I know there's people all over this house. But I'm asking, if you had your hand raised, I want you to come to this altar. I want you to come to this altar. I want you to come and stand. Come and stand. As many as we can get down. My Lord, have mercy. just want you to come stand. Some of you have been going through it. 
And I'm telling you, literally, I, I'm not trying to belabor this. I know it's almost 9 o'clock. I know people got to get I'm not trying to. But I also don't want to rush this. I literally, this morning, woke up at 4 o'clock to catch the flight from L.A. to here. Literally, as I'm driving, I felt the burden of this service at 4 o'clock this morning. You go tell them that I have not left them. You go tell my people I have not forsaken them. You tell them that I've been there just because I didn't move in the way that you thought I should doesn't mean I wasn't there. Just because I didn't do what you wanted doesn't mean I forsaken you. He's there. This is what we're going to do. We're about to pray. Church, I'm telling you what I feel. I really feel. This is what I felt on the way here. Is that there's somebody that's doing this. That you're this close to letting go. Some of you have even contemplated the last month of backsliding. Because of things that you don't understand. God is going to reach in tonight and give some of you strength to go back home and to fight for your family. Somebody better hear me right now. To go back and fight for those lost loved ones. If God made you a promise, if God made you a promise, he's going to see that it happens. The Bible says this, and I feel God about to do it right now. Listen to me. We're about to pray. The Bible says that Peter cried out. And the Bible says that immediately Jesus responded. I believe that we can cry out in a way that Jesus responds. Now, I'm not going to tell you. Listen, I'm not going to tell you that after tonight the storm is going to stop. I'm not going to tell you that. What I will tell you is that God will comfort through this and he will not leave you. Some of you have to give everything you have to break out of this rut that you've been in. Some of you are grabbing a hold of it right now. I want you to lift your hands. Come on. Come on, Peter. Come on, Peter. Some of you got to lift your hands. And you can't allow the darkness to keep your mouth shut. But you've got to say, God, I need you to rescue me. God, I need you to come to my aid. God, I need you to save me out of this. Come on, church. God is here. And he's stretching forth his arm. He's stretching forth his arm. Come on, church. He's been there. He has not forsaken you. Even in my darkness. Even in my darkness. Even in my darkness. He's moving. He's working. He's working it out.